Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, Alvin is here to answer questions about being an icon of San Diego Comic-Con, which cartoon characters he'd pick to fight drugs, and having a secret that only Mark Hamill can uncover. <laughs> My first Comic-Con that I went to was in 2004, and I can't remember exactly when it was. I don't remember who told me about you. Like, I, I know I saw a comic book, the movie. I did see a comic book the movie. I saw that in a, pri in a private screening. My friends actually took me to a private screening. Um, and I know you were in it, but I feel, I don't remember. When did comic book the movie come out? Uh, I believe, let's see here, it was either 2002 or 2003. Uh, I should have looked that up. I could have looked that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, I know I got my DVD around here somewhere. <laughs> I do as well. I just, uh, the reason why I bring it up is that because I feel like I knew, I, I knew about you. Someone told me uh, when I went to Comic-Con in 2004, they saw you walking past and they're like, uh, oh, man, Alvin, he's like an icon of Comic-Con. And I know I saw a comic book movie, and you were, you, you are in comic book movie. That's a, uh, a really fun satire, uh, an indie film by Mark Hamill that I highly recommend. Um, there are some jokes that haven't aged that well in this progressive world that we're in, but it's still really funny. I enjoy it thoroughly, and it's really nostalgic to watch it and look back at what Comic-Con used to be. And there are, I have, okay, I don't know if I told you this, but I know we've taken a photo together before we actually were friends. Okay. But I do have one photo that's just me creep, being a creepy voyeur, because I was standing in line to go into Comic-Con, and you were, you, you know how... I don't know if they have them nowadays. It's been a long time, so I've waited in line to get into Comic-Con, but there were all these dividers, and you had to go back and forth in the sales. And uh, right next to the line next to me, there you were. So I took a photo of you as a Where's Waldo photo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the creepiest photos I have. <laughs> I, I, will, I will send that photo to you, just so you can be like, ah, oh, that's creepy. <laughs> So that all being said, I guess I really want to ask, like, do, you do know that you're a big icon of Comic-Con, right? Like, people people know of you. Well, I guess in a way I could answer that feeling yes and no. It's like, uh, I'm especially, uh, like, uh, with the, the shutdown, uh, it was such a great relief to see so many friends. And we're not in a comic-con memorial shrine setting we're actually in con oh my gosh uh it was oh man uh oh, we'll get, I guess, we'll, get to, I guess, uh, we'll get to the question about comic-con after the after the shutdown because that was that was a weird feeling for me anyway but yeah. but I but yeah it's like, I, it's like, I i still don't feel like uh like i have i feel i don't quite feel like i have a celebrity status in a way it's like i guess like i occasionally joke about it but i'm still kind of like in awe that i got friends that just simply like talk about how big i am and i'm going what what me what 
would you say that you're feeling would you say that you're like a cryptid of comic-con i think that's probably more like it uh uh you might say i'm uh in a way a cosplayer's cosplayer it's like i dress up for them uh i don't dress up for like the the general crowds because uh in a way they're not in on the joke that's a very valid point because like all the people who are new to comic-con might not be aware of (laughs) that you are around but everyone who's gone to comic-con over the past few years over over the many years that many years that you've been going to Mm comic-con they know that you are a background character that is just always there (laughs) that's a good point interesting but you did and i watched a youtube video of someone interviewing you and you mentioned that you know your popularity got a lot bigger because of comic book the movie how did you get into that movie <laughs> uh actually uh there uh mark and his crew had a uh, uh an open uh call uh let's see here 2001 and maybe 2002 uh you actually could like uh visit uh panels where it wasn't mark and his crew uh talking about uh the filming it was actually them taking their cameras all around uh the audience and just asking him to like just like uh, okay we need to film a reaction from this angle put it at you guys so basically uh you went into uh panel rooms and became extras that's pretty awesome yeah and that's how I thought I would like just be in the movie, just like be like somewhere in the crowd for like a split second. Uh, but then uh, I guess like uh, during a Saturday, uh, they were trying to like film uh, the one scene where Mark is trying to like get back inside Comic-Con. And there was like a ring of us fans just simply like uh, like politely like watching this scene trying to unfold at the, the, the inner entrance where you see a security guard. And that's uh, where Mark needs to, like, have uh, his his badge to uh, get inside uh, the hall proper. Unlike uh, Comic-Con of today, where you got the, got everything almost by the exterior doors. Like, just, like, two steps, boom, now you got to scan your badge. I like to imagine you doing that now, that Alvin's just over here trying to sneak, uh, uh, what was his character's name? Something Swan? Donald Swan, yeah. Donald Swan. You're trying to sneak Donald Swan past the uh, <laughs> the, the, the badge scanners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, what happened back then uh, uh, wouldn't be able to uh, quite fly today just because, like, uh, uh, I guess, like, they could do a spot check of, like, okay, do you match your picture ID with what is printed on the badge if they wanted to do that? Uh, Back then, it's like if you had a badge from wherever, you're in. Well, I know back then people would even uh, (laughs) people would go into the Comic-Con meet up with their friend who has a badge, walk out with two badges, and then take someone new in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Comic-Con yep. of old was just uh, all over. Well, Comic-Con, current Comic-Con is all over the place, but especially back in the past. Yeah. I tell people that a lot of times, uh, every year, no matter how long Comic-Con has been going on, it always feels like their first year. <laughs> Yeah, there's they got something new somehow. Uh, I know for me, it's like I still need like uh, remember to like buy one of those chocolates. Like hopefully get that uh, reported golden ticket. Golden ticket? What golden ticket? 
Oh, no, you're making a joke because of uh, Willy Wonka. I'm just making sure that there was no uh, souvenir golden ticket that I should be looking into. Well, actually, uh, the golden ticket I'm referring to is actually uh, the reported prize of like, I think it's like a like a $100 or a $500 gift certificate that you could oh, redeem. Shit. Yes. It's literal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. No. Okay. All right. No, go on. Real golden ticket. Wait, what? What golden ticket? Uh, uh, I guess like uh, uh the food craft services of uh the comic uh, uh is it not the comic the convention center. Yeah. Uh, they sell like roughly like about two to five hundred uh of these chocolate candy bars that are that are wrapped up. I guess like it's like the same stations where they serve like uh, their uh, uh convention center uh. Uh, fish tacos but it could be different uh, but basically uh the convention center uh does a lottery in a way by selling these uh chocolate bars and in one of these in, it's like in one of these chocolate bars i think like one on a day they've secretly added in this extra ticket that uh, allows you to redeem uh, this prize well damn it um, <laughs> knowing that that's a convention candy, I'm sure that that candy is much more expensive than any other candy in the area. Right. But I really love Willy Wonka. So now I feel like I'm compelled to buy the convention chocolate next, next time I'm there. <laughs> Thank you for making me, <laughs> you sold me on that. Damn it. I'm, I'm really enjoying that. <laughs> Because I'm actually gonna go buy the chocolate. Oh no! <laughs> <sighs> uh, but no, that I, I it's it's interesting that you've because like I I know you've been always in the background of my Comic Con experiences. So when we finally became friends uh, via, I'm pretty confident it was Comic Fest because Comic Fest actually gives you the time to be able to chat and interact with people. Yes. Uh, and the same thing I always talk about in almost all my podcasts nowadays uh <laughs> comic fest is where i make new friends and so you're one of the friends i made at comic fest thank you a bunch a bunch of my previous guests like uh the uh, two previous guests uh priscilla and uh vince they both i met them at this year's comic fest so that i it's it's bizarre how comic fest just easily makes friends i love that show yeah uh uh, the people that uh, made it, uh, I feel like, uh, did uh, write to everyone by being able to, like, just take out uh, all of the, uh, I guess, the busyness of uh, of the super big Comic-Con and just, like, say, all right, let's just, like, get to back to basics. Uh, let's back to just simply uh, be able to talk to people. <laughs> just, you know, just a relaxed good time. That's a good point, because, like, Sure. At Comic-Con, you'll learn more about Hollywood and what big companies are doing. And that's neat. But I feel like one of my favorite experiences and the reason why I love Comic Fest so much is the making friends part. Mm -hmm. I feel like making friends, making memories with people, not to sound super cheesy, but making friends and making new memories with people is much more valuable than seeing the new than being one of the first people to see the new trailer. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Uh, so 
you've been Alvin for many years. How does the <laughs> Alvin cosplay begin? Oh, geez. Uh, well, interesting thing about that is uh, there's kind of an interesting origin story that, uh, well, I actually wanted to uh, save uh, sharing this information with uh, actually Mark Hamill himself. Uh, oh, shit. A secret origin. Uh, um, more, more like I would say, uh, it's, uh, I, I'm not quite secret, more like, uh, special origin just because of like, uh, well, in a way I want to like, uh, honor him by letting him, because uh, I, I, I feel like, uh, with comic book, the movie, uh, he catapulted my notoriety. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking like, uh. Like, without the comic book, the movie, uh, I'd just simply be just be some uh, random guy wandering around with a low-quality costume. I won't say low-quality. Just because it's a simple costume doesn't mean it's low-quality. <laughs> I dress up like Mighty Max, and that could be considered low-quality just because it's, a, it's, it's letters put on shirts and hats. But oh, okay. I'm not going to shame people on not going all out with costumes yeah um i know you said that it's a special origin story but i'm going to stick with secret origin story just because i'm a comic nerd and that sounds better <laughs> okay okay it's a secret origin story until mark hamill comes around and asks you yeah and i hope i hope that when he does ask you it's recorded mm-hmm because I do feel like he'll just ask you randomly, and he'll be the only person to ever know. Mm. <laughs> Besides you. There'll be two people on the world that know, and it's you and Mark Hamill. Yeah. No, I could totally dig that. Uh, I, <laughs> I think that that makes that origin story that much more special, knowing that there's only one person who can ask and get an answer. <laughs> and then after that, it's like, okay, floodgates are officially open. I can repeat. <laughs> Yeah, but, no. Uh, yeah. I totally dig that. I like it. I like that a lot. Thanks. The, the only person who can give it a green light, green light is Mark Hamill. That's cool. I dig it. He's... I I mean, I didn't see all of it. I don't think I saw all of it, but he did do a... He wasn't a drive-in for Jack in a Box for a thing, right? Yes. Uh, I've seen at least uh, two commercials for that now. One where he's actually uh, about to work uh, the actual drive-thru in the restaurant. And a second one where actually uh, uh, Jack visits him on a movie set and Mark's ammo all of a sudden like uh, strips off his movie costume and underneath is a Jack in the Box uh, employee uniform. That's really funny. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Because I don't think Mark Hamill doesn't do a lot of live action stuff, though. Not anymore, I would say, but I do remember... Uh, there was like some news of him doing something where he was like uh, unfortunately out of uh, the country uh, because they were wanting to uh, have him over at uh, what is that uh, the Star Wars convention uh, is it Fan Fest or oh geez the big I have one no idea. because I think uh, Disney has taken over that right most likely yeah because I could say it's a Star Wars. Uh, centered convention and i think uh let's see here what's that 
they rotate in between uh, Anaheim, Chicago, and uh, I think it's London. Oh, yeah. No, Celebration, okay. that's it. Star Wars Celebration, that's it. Yeah. He couldn't make it out to Celebration for this year because he was busy filming somewhere. Oh. So it's, yeah. Oh, so that's a new thing. Shit, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, But I have seen his, Uh, like, I, I don't know. I really hope, I, I'll have to watch the Jack in the Box commercial because I really would have liked it if uh, Mark Hamill was in a recording studio and just burst out of the recording studio. I think that would be more accurate and really funny for, well, I think nerds will appreciate that more than the regular audience. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that Jack in the Box wants to approach the wider audience. Yeah. Because yep. I feel like the wider audience would see the recording studio and be like, why is he in a closet? <laughs> why are those Why are those pillows on the wall so pointy? <laughs> but I did see him on the new He-Man, the uh, new Master Universe. So that's I. Have you watched that show on Netflix? Uh, I need to, but I think I need to either get my own or someone else's Netflix subscription first. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, that show was surprisingly amazing. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not even like a big He-Man fan, but mm-hmm. that show is it, it made uh, a lot of the characters wear the same costumes that they were originally designed in, but they make it they make the story what way more compelling, way more action packed, and I don't want to say dark and gritty, but way more serious. Mm-hmm. And the consequences and the stakes are pretty high in that show. Oh. And I think the third season's coming out in a few days. Hmm. Okay. It's a good show, and I highly recommend it. It's really nuts. Uh, I think Kevin Smith is, like, the head writer or something. He's, he's in yes, charge. Yes, I think I remember hearing something like that, yeah. But Mark Hamill plays Skeletor, so if you haven't watched it and you have access to watch it, not like Alvin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I highly recommend watching it, checking it out. I, on the YouTube video that I found of you do, doing an interview, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? I think the guy even asked... Is your name really Alvin and you showed off your badge? Uh, it was either my badge or I guess like, uh, I think uh, a partially obscured uh, driver's license. Oh, no, it was definitely your badge because you okay. showed it because it was at Comic-Con. You raised it up. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad that you weren't showing your your driver's license on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to get on your case about you know <laughs> putting out personal information on on online, but don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I because like I know Alvin Alan and Chipmunks had their live action movies, but I still feel like Alvin and Chipmunks their heyday was in the '90s and late '80s. Um, I'm wondering how many people do know about the Alvin cartoon or do. do what I'm gonna what I'm getting at is do people scream Alvin at you? At least uh let's see here. I'm gonna say at least five times a day at con every day. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> What's also cool is that at uh whenever I see also like a collection of uh cosplayers that are in like eighties cartoon themed uh costumes, it's like, ooh, me too, me too. And all of a sudden a crowd just shows up taking pictures of everybody in the of the 80s cartoons. What 80s cartoons characters have you taken photos with? Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. 
uh, different characters of G.I. Joe. I don't I think I might have done like, uh, let's see here. I think I'm thinking Rainbow Bright. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I think also like uh, uh, a couple He-Man uh, and Skeletor uh, uh, costumes. I, I just I just like uh, uh, name it from the 80s. I've probably taken a picture with some with a costume from there. Uh, let's see here. The only exception I could really think of is like because like I didn't quite think of it until like right now is like uh, like anything that would be like considered like a uh, Robotech or Star Blazers because I because I'm because I guess I, was, I think of like uh, like um, uh, American origin 80s cartoons I, I didn't think of like taking a picture with like uh, like Captain Harlock or whatever. <laughs> I was waiting for you to go down the list, and I was hoping, I was hoping that you'd take some photos with some real, uh, real Ghostbusters. I don't think I've, just because I, I think there's a distinct style between, uh, theatrical Ghostbusters and, uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon. I, let's see, I think, I think the main one is like, uh, like, uh, the uniform colors. Oh yeah. If you yeah, if you yeah, see like, yeah, yeah, it's like uh all I've seen at the at San Diego Comic Con is like uh uh the all tan team. Yeah. If you see an Egon in like a bright <laughs> baby blue suit and a blonde mullet, that's from the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen that. The closest I've seen for any like real Ghostbusters costumes is my friend uh connor she dresses up like uh janine in her ghostbusters suit oh she's also done harley quinn in a bright colored ghostbuster so yeah. hmm, i'm just wondering how could i arrange like a good 80s collective of cartoon characters uh just see if somebody just just post them on facebook and like just like ask hey i want to see how many uh, 80s cartoon characters we can like show up at uh, San Diego Comic-Con for this year and have a big photo shoot. I think, I think because I'm going to go to, I might, I think I was invited to a party where there are going to be a bunch of cosplayers. I might casually bring it up. <laughs> I'll plant the seeds for them to do the work. <laughs> yes, yes. Have someone else do the work, yes. <laughs> I'll just casually at the party be like, uh, man, you know what would be really cool? 80s cartoon characters photo shoot. <laughs> I don't, I, I feel like if there was a big collection of 80s cartoon characters, I would want to dress up like, uh, um, what was his name? He was like, he was the smoke monster, the nicotine monster for uh, cartoon all-stars. Cartoon all-stars. Oh, geez. Yeah, Cartoon oh. All-Stars, uh, for folks who don't know, uh, in 1990, there was a uh, a copyright boundary crossing. Uh, it, all the copyrights were down, pretty much, for this one movie. And it was a collection of uh, a million different cartoon characters that were popular at the time. Um, Bart Simpson, Garfield, Alf, uh, the Muppet Babies, Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, they already mentioned the, the Ninja Turtles. Nope. Uh, okay. All right. A whole lot of uh, different cartoon characters at the time came together to tell this kid, "Don't do drugs." I don't know if the Ghostbusters were there, but I think Slimer was because Slimer was really popular at the time. That would make sense if they're like uh, 
if uh, there's I like trying like get like uh, the just the the really popular ones. Okay, Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue is the name of the is the name of the, oh yeah yeah there was Looney Tunes I forgot the Looney Tunes were there and uh, mm. Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. <laughs> Water yep, Brothers and Disney. Cool. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Let me do down the list. So we've got Alf, Daffy Duck, Tigger, uh, the Smurfs, Garfield, Muppet Babies, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. I already mentioned Tigger. Uh, Alvin and Chipmunks, Ducktales, uh, Bugs Bunny, and Slimer. Those are the ones. The Ninja Turtles didn't make the cut for the cover. That's ridiculous. That is offensive. Let me see if there's any other people I didn't mention on the list. Yeah, Michelangelo. Oh, uh, I think it, I think the dealer. I think that's the name of the the smoke monster. Oh. All right, I'm gonna look this up because I want I want to make sure that this is the villain because if this is the villain, I would totally dress up as the dealer. <laughs> I would dress, would that be illegal? No, I think I think that's approved. I think that'd be fine. I'm not going to be on TV. I want to be the the nicotine smoke cloud. <laughs> Let's see here. You're you're probably gonna wind up like uh, here using like a bunch of uh, I'm gonna say uh, 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 screen mesh for those uh, screen doors. I think. Oh yeah, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know how I would do this kind of costume. Yeah. I might I might have to run this by my buddy uh uh Brett. He's much more of a qualified cosplayer. Okay. He'll be at the party. I'll also say that to him. I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> After I do the casual, someone should do this thing. I'm like, you know what? Someone should also do. <laughs> Sprinkle, 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 sprinkle. <laughs> so I'm not too familiar with uh, current popular cartoon characters. I'm mm. old, and most of my favorite cartoon characters are from the 90s. Mm. Um, what cartoon characters would you pick for your cartoon all-stars? Now, you don't have to do as many as they did, because they have a, a lot. You could just, let's say, let's say five. Let's make a team of five of cartoon characters that you would want to teach kids not to smoke. Let's see here. Teach kids not to smoke. Okay. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, who in the world is gonna want? Uh, who's gonna be able to like? Uh, who would a? Let's see here. We're looking at about what? Roughly ten-year-old to sixteen-year-old? Irrelevant. Just your favorite cartoon characters. That would be. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're teaching a thirty-year-old not to smoke. I don't know. Okay, let's see here. Oh, oh, oh my. Uh, this cartoon character just popped in my head immediately. The acrobat from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. How about her? Okay, I dig that. That yeah yeah it's like uh, then let's see here. Oh. I'm totally, by the way, I'm totally going to draw your team. By the way, that's what's it's going to happen. I'm going to post okay. it on Instagram. Let's see here. Not to oh. put any pressure on you. Not a problem. Ooh, let's throw in there Jackie Chan from Jackie okay. Chan Adventures. Okay, that's, that's two. That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that cartoon. I know that cartoon has some pretty, uh, what's the term? Uh, cult following? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. So, okay, so for the Acrobat, uh, Jackie Yeah, you just got Chan. three more. Okay, I got three more. Let's see here. Let's see here. Well, uh, let's see here. I want to do an animal, but the thing is, uh, let's hear. Mm. The There's one animal. That's, 
What? There, I was going to say there's a lot of animal char- characters, especially in the 90s. Like I said, I'm a, ni- I'm a 90s kid, so I'm always going to think about the 90s cartoon characters. Okay, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Let me think. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, I remember seeing, uh, but I can't remember the name of the cartoon. Uh, I want to say Samurai Rangers. That's not it, but I, I'm not that familiar with the character, so uh, that's only half a choice. That doesn't that doesn't, that doesn't count. It, you gotta give me some more. Got, an act, yeah, an actual an actual character I can nail down. Let's see here. Yeah, uh, that way I can Google it when I'm drawing this. Right. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, mm. Okay. So Jackie Chan. Okay. All right. Let's see. Here. Right now, I'm like trying to like, go through like like uh, my roughly 90s, 2000s uh, character people. Oh, you can go. You can go further than that. I'm, I have no problem with that. If you want Rocky and Bullwinkle, we can do that. I mm-hmm. I I don't want any time restraints on your cartoon selection. Okay. Alrighty. Let's see here. If the pandemic has taught me anything. Oh, 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 oh my god. I like god. this laugh. Uh, let's see here. Let's go uh, semi-classy and go with Super Chicken. Okay. <laughs> let's see here. Okay. so You got two. Okay. Let's see here. And then let's see here. Then just, just because... Uh, uh, Let's see here. These got to be on my super team, not including me. So let's go with, let's see here. Oh, let's go Danger Mouse. Okay. Let's see here. And let's see. How yeah, about. One more. This is your dream team that's going to teach kids not that smoking is bad. Let's see here. Oh. Death from Grim and Mandy. Fantastic. That is a fantastic <laughs> <laughs> sweet i dig it that is that is a really eclectic team including I'm, death <laughs> i'm looking very forward to drawing that team i did not know you're gonna pull out death from Grim- uh billy and mandy damn <laughs> that's one of my favorite deaths to draw just the jagged shapes in a very simplistic style it's one it... <laughs> Oh. Glad to be a glad to be a wish fulfiller. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good call. I feel like uh, a lot of the cartoon characters, the current cartoon characters. Like I said, I don't have kids, so I don't know what cartoon characters are really popular. But I feel like too many of them do drugs. <laughs> I feel like Rick and Morty would not be a good choice on this team. Yeah, yeah. Because Rick does a lot of drugs. It yeah. encourages it. <laughs> yeah, that's a very. Yeah. Oh, go on. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. It's I, I uh, all these interesting uh, behavioral subtleties uh, throughout the well, because of like I because I've named them all the, the literal decades. I think that I'm okay with adult themed cartoon characters. Uh, I don't want to say this because this this sounds really fucked up. This sounds really messed up. It's I don't want to say that the I'm I'm okay with normalizing drug use because that's not what I'm saying. Um, I just feel like the negative stigma has made uh, society as a whole pretty much like turn their backs on folks who are addicted uh, addicts, and I think that's messed up. And I feel like uh, there's room we shouldn't villainize them is what I'm saying. We shouldn't vilify addicts, mm-hmm. and I feel like. 
no, no. I'm trying to think of. I can't even think of the words I'm, I'm trying to say. I just don't want. I I I like not vilifying addicts. That's all I'm saying. That's all. That's the best way I can think think of putting it. <laughs> instead of saying, yeah, let's normalize drugs for kids. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And watch years from now when I try to get into politics, someone's gonna find <laughs> that little that little note of me saying let's normalize drugs for kids, and they're gonna use that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's see here. And I'm trying to remember what somebody said for like, uh, if if it's on the internet, it's it's gonna live forever. <laughs> uh, which I think that the little blurb of me saying let's normalize drugs is. <laughs> one of the least worrisome things that are online that people can use against me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, and it was, uh, the, the movie Cartoon All-Stars was funded by uh, Ronald McDonald House, the Ronald McDonald Foundation, and I'm like, oh, and I'm looking at uh, Buena Vista, I'm looking at all the logos of the companies that were behind it, but there it was a mix of so many different companies and so many different studios that I don't know if much, uh, a lot like with Roger Rabbit, I don't think that it's possible to do it nowadays because studios have a hard time agreeing on anything. Um, I didn't see the new Chip and Dale, so are there copyright-breaking characters on that movie? Have you seen it? Uh, I've actually seen it twice, uh, just to uh, confirm that uh, there were references about uh, me in the movie, and there's at least, uh, let's see here, uh, I've talked about twice in dialogue, and there's a video clip of uh, the modern chipmunks, at least. Really? Yes. Uh, uh, and, of course, like, most of the things that we've seen in there, in the movie, up until uh, a certain uh, timeline point, yeah, timeline point, uh, are predominantly Disney, then because of, I'm going to say location, to avoid spoilers, okay. uh, other things are then allowed to show up appropriately because of the location. I think that's vague enough for you to, like, say, what is Alvin talking about? Yeah. I good. I think, it, I, think, I, think that was, I think that was a good way to avoid spoilers. Um. Oh my I've been reluctant to see it because they make the joke of the uh, <laughs> of Ugly Sonic, mm. and it's a funny joke. I, I've seen I've seen screenshots of the joke. Uh, mm -hmm. I get it, but I just feel like uh, the production company, the animators. I feel like animals are animators are often taken advantage of and exploited, and so I that's a sore spot. The conversation about the Sonic redesign. Mm -hmm is a sore spot because i think of all the animators that had to go back and redesign everything and i think that 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 always uh, irks me mm -hmm. but it's a funny joke so i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah yeah uh as much as i love animators and i want to fight in the, on their behalf yeah it's still a funny joke <laughs> yeah um how so we, we you you had mentioned that coming back to conventions after lockdowns after the conventions were oh, were done and like they, they were canceled they're not allowed to happen yeah um and you mentioned that it was nice seeing old friends and i want to go back to that because 
San Diego Comic Fest. Was San Diego Comic Fest your first con after every every con was like canceled and not allowed to happen? Let's see here. Uh, actually, I think that what I think uh, what happened with Comic Fest is more like the inverse. Uh, literally, uh, uh, twenty twenty early March, uh, we had the uh, Comic Fest. Then like a week or two later, shutdown started. And then let's see here. Then after that, in terms of con attendance, we're looking at uh, actually Comic Con Special Edition in November happening first, and that just like opened everything up. That's right. There was that special edition. I forgot about that one. Yeah. There were some smaller special editions of other shows too. There was a uh, Midsummer Screaming has special edition. Mm-hmm. I think they had season screamings, and I think that was last. Mm-hmm. I think that was last year. Okay. So yeah. yeah, my first con since the past since my last con before lockdowns was San Diego Comic Fest, and my next con after I don't want to say after but no after lockdowns because we're still in the pandemic. It's not over. It's not. It won't be over for quite a while if we just keep on. Re- <laughs> we as long as we keep cutting mandates on masks and vaccines, uh, the pandemic's going to go for a while. Um, but my first one I've gone after lockdowns was San Diego Comic Fest. Mm. But you went to special editions. Yes. Um, how was it like then in comparison for the special editions to now after the lockdowns? Because I haven't seen, there's been like going to cons, going to Comic-Con and Midsummer Scream. Mm-hmm. There was a level of anxiety that I had, but there were a lot of friends I haven't seen since before the pandemic, and it was very, I felt like a reunion. I didn't even care about a lot of stuff that was worrying me. It was just really nice to see old faces and people I haven't seen in a long time. So how was it for you? I guess, uh, was the reunion, what was the spe- the special edition, the reunion that I had? Or was it because it was so small that it wasn't as big of a reunion? Uh, for special edition, it actually brought back uh, a lot of memories of how uh, SDCC looked uh, in the 1990s. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, I, uh, we were a bit spread out. And yeah, it's, I, we weren't colliding into anything. And... Uh, even like uh, I, one of my uh, artist friends, Lee Kosi, uh, he loved it because I, he was no longer stuck uh, right next to like a loud bullhorn booth like uh, Fox Studios, where like they had like announcements going on like every uh, like like 10, 15 minutes. So he had a yell at his customers. He instead was able like just simply. Have a relaxed breath and just talk in normal tones and just you know like uh, everyone just like all smiles gently and just and no a no stress conversation because no one was trying to like drown them out. That's interesting. Less uh less noise uh, competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it led to a uh. At least for me, like a, a relaxed environment. Which could be really good with the anxiety of being around people again. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know about you, but uh, going to Comic Con and going to uh, Midsummer Scream was very, ugh. <laughs> okay. it was very fun. But I there were moments where I was worried about people being close, <laughs> which is weird because I I always love going to crowds. I love being in crowds, and so mm-hmm. now I'm just like. Mm. One guy gave me a high five, and for the most part, at cons at Midsummer Scream, like most people, I might do the fist bump with people. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's been a long time since so I've given the person a high five, and so because like, even my friends, we generally don't high five each other, and so when I saw that <laughs> high five prompt, I was like, I can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot refuse. <laughs> and even with the mon- even with monkeypox, I should be touching strangers, but I really want a high five. <laughs> I think it was the most tantalizing high five ever I've ever seen because <laughs> because now there's rules against high fives and you know a lot of times when there's a rule you ha- you want to break it and it's been a long time since I've high five so I'm like oh <laughs> I need to do this one <laughs> yeah but I don't generally do do a lot of high five so uh, my high five quota is met for a few years <laughs> <laughs> that one high five is good enough for me. How was it compared to, because like you said that the special editions were a, a lot more quiet, and then Comic Fest is a lot more quiet. It's it's a lot calmer. There's a lot less people, a lot less noise, and you can have mm-hmm. actually human conversations. Yeah. But Comic-Con was back to being noisy and crowded. Mm-hmm. The only difference was some people had masks on. Um, I heard that there were some anti-vaxxers who dressed up like View for Vendetta. No, oh, okay. Uh, That's what I heard. I, did, uh, I don't remember seeing any of that, and I remember actually like traveling outside the convention center to do uh, some uh, different things, uh, especially for this uh, one uh, French uh, media group. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember seeing a a V for Vendetta looking group. That were like anti-vaxxers. Uh, I saw like on that one corner by what used to be Tinfish. Uh, I guess one guy instead of a, a group of like uh, uh, of uh, religious anti-Comic-Con people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a special group. But yeah, it's like, and I like contrasting it in my mind with uh, well, basically like uh, like. Uh, I'm not sure if they were, I don't remember seeing them there this year, but there was a, at least a small group of uh, Christian comic book uh, creators and makers. They always seem to have a booth there. And, and it's like, I, I know like uh, I, uh, those creators and me uh, just get along because like we know that, like, you know, like, like if you're like really want to be like a worshiper, it's like, aren't you supposed to, you know, like, uh, uh, kind of care about people first before you can like uh convince them to like uh to like learn uh a good way it's like i i guess that's the best way to say it no no i i can i can dig that uh i feel like there's i feel like the best christians that i know show a lot of tolerance and acceptance first mm-hmm. i've just i i i i <laughs> no offense but I do mock a lot of religions. That's I, I do like making a lot of blasphemous jokes. But I do know a lot of really I, I am always really thankful for the Christ, the good Christians in my life 
a friend of mine who, despite all my flaws and mm-hmm. obnoxiousness, uh, my, my, obnoxious, my obnoxious jokes that just <laughs> see, are, are, are invading social media feeds, they still, they still show me love. They show me kindness and show me that they still care about me. And I think that that I'm 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 bummed that the worst people are the loudest. Yeah, because you do have the protesters invading people's personal space and invading their safe spaces to be as nerdy as they can. But then you do have the 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 Christian uh, books, the Christian comic book booths at Comic-Con, and they are overly polite they're friendly and I'm just like yeah this is I I I feel like too many religions and I'm not just not even just Christianity but too many religions get a bad rap because of the worst people Mm -hmm. yeah and so I agree I think that uh (laughs) show love first and then explain your side Yeah. So I looked up the V for Vendetta protesters, and the okay. funny thing is, is that I, <laughs> they were there at 2019. Like I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing posts, and I think that I think that they were here for this one as well, because that's what I've heard. But I am also seeing them for 2019. That was even prior to the, like I, wasn't wasn't COVID because COVID. COVID-19, because it came out in 2019, but I'm trying to remember when we first started hearing about COVID, because I thought that was at the end of 2019, not during July. Right. Uh, let's see here. Uh... So it's really weird to see all these, because uh, they're in front of the Good Place building, and I'm just, when I saw that in the background, I was like, what? No. The Good Place was canceled. It was over. Yeah. This is a weird photo. This is a weird photo because it just <laughs> to see all these people here prior to the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. And whenever I see like um, when I wear my V for Vendetta mask on the 5th of November, mm-hmm. people ask me, they're like, oh, like I had one person mocking me because of my because of the history behind Guy Fox and Guy Fox Day. Mm. And I'm just like, nope, I am just a big fan of the comic book. <laughs> I like Alan Moore. I don't care about the history. And <laughs> then these folks are protesting with Guy Fox masks, and I'm like, oh, guys, I don't even know if you know who Alan Moore is, <laughs> which is kind of gatekeeping because, sure, the movie was popular. So now, I so just, now we're like looking at a deeper nerd going like, like, like going with Guy Fox Day and not being aware of like V for Vendetta. Very interesting. <laughs> but I don't, th- I don't think that these folks know about Guy Fox Day. I think they just know about the movie, which is weird because you're right. I'm making fun of them for not knowing the history, but I was made fun of for I I was being made fun. Of. It's weird, yeah. man. This is very strange, and I think that you're right. This is a very strange thing to think about because they might be latching onto the movie or they're latching onto Anonymous. They don't. They a lot of these folks are probably fans of the movie without knowing the comic book. I'm a fan of the movie and the comic book. I don't care about the history. But then some <laughs> British nerd is like over here telling me, uh, no, are, sir, you don't know anything go, about are we, this. Are we, we going to call this British guy a deep nerd? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this is uh, the inception of nerd of fandom. <laughs> 
the deeper you go, the more day, <laughs> the more time feels like forever. <laughs> <sighs> Damn, that's weird. I, I want to make a comic of that. I want to make a comic of that. Of all the people that are wearing the same stupid mask. And then if you want to go deeper, you go to Guy Fox, who is just a stooge that <laughs> they had a plan to bomb Parliament and he got caught. I know a lot of historians that make fun of Guy Fox. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was thinking about, because uh, you had mentioned that you miss Comic-Con back when it was less crowded, back in the 90s when it was just more, the, more casual and more comfortable, like Comic Fest. Um, what is something else that you miss from comic-cons from the past because whenever i think about comic-con i remember about the i remember that really awesome sci-fi channel booth and mm. i miss it yeah uh yeah i would have to say uh easier access to all those uh cool booths that's another thing uh it's like now it's like everything's a line uh but I can understand why they gotta have like a line policy now. It's just, it's just too many people. And I think I remember reading an article saying that uh, uh, Comic Con post pandemic, uh, in a way, kind of weeded itself uh, from uh, just the casual uh, fans because I, 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 for those people that, uh, uh, just say they want to have the experience and and like don't know much about either comic books and movies is like uh, it's a thing that uh, they can now just say eh, I'll just like do that later when it's and it feels like more safe for me as opposed to like I guess people like me and you it's like okay uh we got yeah, friends there. We got news that we like to like watch, including uh oh geez, uh that new Dungeons and Dragons movie trailer. Oh my gosh. Uh okay, uh I'm not sure how many people uh, are aware on this on your podcast that uh I'm at, uh that uh, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since uh wow, nineteen eighty four. Okay. Yeah, uh in some incarnation or whatever. Uh, I didn't know you're a big Dungeon Dragons fan. Now you know. <laughs> uh, um, I would say more I, like a, I would say more like a role playing gamer fan because like I've gone through like uh, other kinds of rule sets as well. Okay, uh, well I just I do a lot of D and D comics in my comic strip, so I might have to put you in the background. I didn't know you're a big D and D fan. Shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess for me uh my fandom for uh D, D actually accelerated when uh in about roughly 1986 uh uh tsr published oriental adventures and when i was i like, reading that book and then when i read like a supplementary article in dragon magazine about uh the filipino martial artists it's like like oh man all right this is me that's awesome yeah uh What's kind of funny though is like uh, back in high school, uh, uh, I had a uh, a history teacher who was Filipino, named Mr. Kunanan. So I was like, alrighty, cool. I got 
half of a new character name, and I just got to come up with a first name. <laughs> I so if I were to draw a D and D character of you, it's gonna it's gonna have your it's gonna be Alvin themed. Okay. But what class would I draw? Oh jeez, oh jeez. Uh, if I if you want to be prominent with the uh, with the yellow A on a red field, I would. It would naturally for me lean more towards like uh, the samurai, so you, you can have access to like uh, the back flag that samurai sometimes wore while on Ooh. horseback. That's one possible idea. Uh, let's see here. Uh, then I let's see here. Uh, I've told you about like uh, about the, the Filipino martial artist, the Escrimador. Uh, let's see here. So so you got the somebody's fighting with like two sticks. That's a uh, so that's another idea, I guess. Uh, you want the two sticks? Because I, I, I only recently learned about the uh, Filipino swords. Mm. Uh, the uh, the machete, the the bolo, yeah. I think the the one that's a wavy blade. Oh, Chris. Yeah. K R I S. Yeah. That's yeah. a rad sword to draw. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I go on. Oh. <laughs> okay, not straight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's a rad sword to draw, and I, I only recently learned about it because of uh, my friend's uh, uh, decolonized tarot cards. Uh, uh, I'll send you a link to that the, that tarot card deck because it's uh, all uh, based on, and I mentioned this on a previous podcast episode, that it's all based on a Filipino uh, uh, mythology. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think you dig that. See that. Yeah. I know I wanted to like, present uh, an idea to, oh, geez, what is his name? Uh... That one Filipino comic book artist who's like, oh geez, he's easily 70, 80 years old. Uh, uh, Alex. Alex, Alex something I think. But uh, uh, but yeah, it's like I remember shooting video of him uh, over uh, Comic Con uh, special edition, and he did like a live, uh, uh, I guess like a Chinese calligraphy brush. Uh, uh, painting of uh, just some uh, random character, and he's like, just I'm just there filming for like 15 minutes, seeing his uh, bamboo brush strokes, and it's it was pretty cool, pretty awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I do think that you're right that uh, that the that the lockdowns did discourage folks who are the casual fans who would prefer to go at a safer time. Mm-hmm. Um. But nerds like you and I, yeah, but like us, yeah. Um, I wow, did that's... one of my one of the books I bought this year was at the IDW booth, and uh, there was no line, and that's what I like. I like I, I like buying comic books that I don't that, that I would otherwise not know about. Mm-hmm. The bigger comic books, Batman. X-Men, Spider-Man, Superman, uh, all of the big names, we already know about them. They don't need more marketing. I want to buy the stuff that I would otherwise not know, and that's one of my favorite things about conventions. And I feel like a lot of the casual folks who just want the experience might not be willing, so willing to buy stuff that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say to comic to, to folks that you would like to be more like the fans that would buy something that they wouldn't buy that they would otherwise not know? Uh, 
I would first say uh, just be more in tune of like uh, what kind of uh, stories and characters do they like? What do they naturally gravitate to? Don't worry about like whether or not it came from a movie or uh, or uh, a novel or what have you. Uh, just find out uh, what fictional or heck no, even throw that uh, qualifier out. Fictional or non-fictional persona, character, person. Uh, why do you like that person? Or uh, could be easier for some people to phrase it this way. Why do you hate that person? Why do you like to hate that person? <laughs> and then maybe expand out into like, okay, uh, I uh, has there ever been like, a, like say, a historical setting that um, you just like to like to know more about? It's like, like, do you gravitate towards characters set in like say? The old American West, uh, 1800s to er, to like like uh, not quite 1900s. Uh, do you, for some reason, like uh, like to know more about the World War II, uh, like around in the uh, uh, the Chinese uh, Japanese area, for instance, uh, or for some reason, uh, do you like uh, uh, to know more about, like, say, uh, let's see here, the Bayou Tapestry, uh, the story behind that, uh, the Big Battle of Hastings? Just like, like I'm trying to like pick historical things, historical uh, settings out of the air, and as I, I just start having people think about just stories in general, uh, and then from there. Uh, Maybe we can just simply start Googling about, like, a comic book about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> a comic book about uh, World War II uh, set in uh, China. And explorations can start that way. But it's it's got to be explorations centered around stuff that they like and are familiar about. And by doing that... I would say that actually breaks the mold of like going towards uh, the widely popular stuff. And that might bring him more directly to somebody who's indie that actually is in that setting that they already like. <laughs>